Right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and obviously Ben Bodycom. We are going to be breaking down at 23.3. The uh, Open's come to an end, so we're going to be looking at uh, just this past week's um, individual workout, and then we're going to look overall just at the uh, whole Open um, and check out the European and UK scene, see how everyone got on. Um, but yeah, so we'll start with 23.3, Ben. Um, interesting workout, obviously. For those who don't know, it was the two rounds of the five wall walks, the 50 dubs, and then you had 15 snatches at light bar. And then the second round had 12 at a slightly heavier bar. And then if you finish that in under six minutes, you got a new window of three minutes to then complete 20 straight handstand push-ups, 50 dubs again, and then nine snatches at a heavier weight. And then the, if you completed that under nine minutes, then you got another three-minute window to then complete the last bit, which is again, 26 handstand push-ups, 50 double unders, and then six snatches at a heavier bar. Um, some very interesting scores. I think we'll get into it. But um, yeah, I don't know about you. I was quite surprised at some of the scores. I think in contrast to last week, where I thought a lot of the scores were quite ridiculous, almost unbelievable, um, I thought this week, well, I suppose this week they're also ridiculous and quite unbelievable, but maybe in the negative sense of, I thought people were better than they actually were. Like the scores were shockingly not great. I very shocked at, um, just where the cutoff points were. Like for example, like for example, like the top 10% cutoff, like I think it was only one snatch, if that, not even a snatch. It was, the, it was indeed it was one, one snatch. Yeah. One snatch. So I don't know. Uh, maybe that strict hands and push up really messed with people. Like that standard, maybe uh, really messed with people. That new standard, um, or maybe just the time cap, like with the forced time windows. But yeah, I was quite shocked at how many people seem to like struggle with it. I don't know what uh, what your thoughts are on that. I think uh, we we spoke about it before about how you were going to have to race the first six minutes to get there, and I spoke to a couple of guys at the gym about it and sort of said like look like your workout is this first six minutes you have to get through that and you have to push the pace but i think a lot of people just went into it thinking that you know they they didn't have to do that and they didn't and and they had to and they could move a little bit slower you know save themselves for the strict handstand push-ups but it was it was quite tough to get through that um to get through those first two rounds and i think that caught a lot of people off guard yeah, I mean, because it, um, yeah, I was going to say just like even the first two rounds, I paced it like comically slow just to set myself up for the last round. But even those first two rounds, I still only finished in like 5 I think 6, 5 5, something, something like that, just over five minutes. Um, uh, for, for context, I finished it at 5.30, then took a yeah. 30 to 40 second break because I was a little bit gassed out. I wanted to save myself going to strict handstand push-ups because the shot like I'll... I'll the shoulder fatigue for me was quite intense. And so I, I can imagine that if you haven't got a significant amount of shoulder capacity, that that is something that's going to start to derail you because it is wall walks into double unders, into snatches. It's not a, you, there's, there's no, there's no rest in there. There's nowhere where you can, you know, chill out for a bit for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Particularly and then, if you're, like, yeah. And then you saying you're resting also when you take that rest, you're already eating into your next window. Yeah. So by the yeah, time exactly. you kick up, you've like lost a bit of time and then against, and then you're really against the clock. because obviously the skills got harder. So you're really going to lose time. And then, yeah, it gets very difficult near the end to try to get under the cap on that next barbell. 
Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's it, just it was interesting. I was just surprised as we like obviously spoke about when we did the just reaction to it. It was definitely like broken up into um, different sections depending on like your ability. Like obviously for some people, obviously like different tiers. Like for the um, one tier was to try get through just those first two rounds, like a big goal, especially for like I feel like a lot of the members at Algin. If you did at RX, like a big goal was just to get through those first two rounds um, under the six minutes. That'd be a really good achievement. And then the next tier was if you got through that, do you have hands and push ups? But in mm-hmm. like that strict capacity to get just through them, that would be even another tier. Then through that, then it's getting to the bar. Can you get one at the AT? And then the next tier would be can you get through the AT? And then after that, it's can you then get back, get through the strict hands and push ups again? another tier could you even get one at the 100 and then obviously the final tier would be could you maybe get fin- through the whole workout under the time cap so it's weird how it was like staggered like that and you saw that in the scores the way it was tiered because obviously yeah. the dubs the like reps rank up really quickly in terms of the time so they just saw these like pockets on the leaderboard of where people got stuck at if that makes sense um, yeah and, and i think something to note for this year is that we've had a lot more access to data during during the weekend so you've had people who've been doing live exports of the leaderboard so you kind of get an idea of where where the top 10 percent might be uh so so i did this workout on friday i did it once i wasn't sure i went in with a pacing plan of i think i did two uh two handstand push-ups every 12 seconds essentially so i'd kick up every 12 seconds and knock out two um and that would get me done in two minutes so I, I took that 30 to 40, 40 seconds rest, knew that I had just had two minutes. Like I got to like my 19th and 20th, ended up doing both of those singles, then went into the double unders, had about 30 seconds to uh, hype myself up for the snatch, and I was just, just able to hit the snatch in the time. Um, there, was, there was some hype. I, have, I rarely show emotion in the gym, um, but I was pretty, pretty ecstatic with that. Um, I heard. I heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to. I tried to play it cool and do the Hosking double fist celebration, but I. I uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there was too much emotion going on. Um, so, I and and I think, but everyone had that that part of the workout. If if you were able to think logically about the workout and know where your capacity limitations are, you could go in with a target of like, okay, I know how to pace this. I know how to do it. Um, but like I, I spoke to other people and we tried to stick to a particular rep scheme and a particular rep target and they just weren't able to hold on to it to try and beat their to try and beat their uh, their score from previously. And that was the other thing that I think we saw is that you and I both commented on this yesterday when we were texting is that there's uh, the amount of fatigue that built up in this workout was huge. And I don't think you've seen a lot of people redo it and get a significantly better score. Yeah, I Which mean, is... like we're saying, yeah, so, yeah, well, I agree. Um, it's interesting, it's like, yeah, so like the summer at my gym, um, Alex and Matt both redid it. So they did it originally on Saturday, so they didn't do it on the Friday, so they did it on Saturday, so technically you do lose that day extra of the break between doing it Friday and then Monday. Um, and they both, like, did decent. Alex got to the last bar, and uh, Matt got two snatches at the 80 bar, which for both of them relatively is very good. And then they obviously wanted to redo it again on Monday. Just while well, Matt was trying to get into a quarterfinal spot, so he just wanted to solidify. He was on the bubble, and then with that performance, I thought it was good enough anyway. But we just wanted to do it again just to make sure, if, like, if you got an extra rep, then you definitely solidify yourself in there. But for him, he got to the bar quicker the second time. But again, the fatigue just sets in. 
Um, and th- th- unfortunately, in that time, he only got one less, um, but he had more time at the bar. And then for Alex, exactly the same result, uh, just got to the hundreds, couldn't get one. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was weird because I said to them leading into it, I said, if we could just get to the bar the exact same time, and then you, they both had enough time, like just take an extra 10 to 15 seconds to really gather yourself. And then, because at that point, it's just execution and like proper focus. And if you get one in, then you can get momentum from that and build on from that. Because I know when Matt first did it, he got to the 80 bar and he missed, I think, his first two or three. And then actually clutched up in the last 10 seconds, he hit two. And that was actually wow. really big looking back because he got one really big. the next time around. Yeah. And for Alex, he got to the last bar, I think around the same time as me. I think he got to the 100 with about uh, 90 seconds left. He had about, I think, five attempts at it, but he just couldn't get one. He got under it like three, four times, but just could never lock it out and stand it up. And it was just like pure execution. And then, yeah, when it came round to the redo, I, well, Alex, I think, was fatigued a bit because he got to the last bar a bit slower. But then Matt, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just an interesting workout. Just a lot of execution no, at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly the, the same thing happened to Jack uh, yeah. Arjun when he redid on Monday morning. Like, he had like an extra 30, 40 seconds. And it just like, he got exactly the same score. Yeah. Which is, which I guess is a, is a good result, all things considered. That's that's the um, thing we said also. Like, if you get an exact same score, maybe it just means you just executed the first time pretty well and you're pretty much, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah planned it well, executed well. It just is what it is. It's, it's just your capacity. Only, like, you're not going to improve it from strategizing it much better. It's just getting fitter and then retesting it down the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, should we get into the leaderboard then for the European and uh, like UK? Scene? Sure. Sure. Um, thankfully, the first person that we start with covers both of them, um, which is uh, young Mr. Reggie Fasser. I say young, he's 28. Um, he's number one in Europe, coming out of the Open. That has happened. Has he done that before? I feel like he's done that before. Um, um, he, well, he won it was the quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he got that loads of hype it. going into it. the yeah, yeah. Uh, online semi-finals. That was it. Yeah, and I think it was the year when the UK fans actually bullied Brian Friend into putting him like seed five or something on his prediction on his uh predictions list. Yeah, I think I think Reggie had the best showing. Well, I didn't get. I think he got um that first no workout. He got penalised on it? pistols. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pistols yeah. that so he that, was getting done. And I just for. took him out the running pretty much straight away. Yeah, from what I remember. Um, but yeah, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's won like the Open in Europe before. Um, no, no, no. It was quarterfinals. I was misremembering. Um, yeah, he did really well that. Um, but then scrolling through, Anjola Kai coming in second. That's pretty big for him. Um, he's had a decent showing in the off season. Did a couple of comps. Uh, looked fairly good in some of them, and looked uh, to, to be frank, like fairly average in some of the others. Uh, so he didn't look great at Waterpalooza. Um, but looked, if I remember correctly, I think he did Dubai as well, and he did okay there. Um, Alex Gatulis in third. Is that your pick? Called it. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, um, well, it's inter- we'll get to my well, my pick. You know, because we probably won't even get to him. He's so far down, twenty ninth. <laughs> but he literally beat Alex Gatulis in every workout, apart from the thruster. He did so poorly in terms of points wow. that he dropped down so far. Because if you look at Alex Gatulis, he went. Um, 30 seconds, 180 seconds, and 103rd on 23.1, 23.2a, and 23.3. And Yokoski absolutely smashed him. He went uh, 11th, 27th, and 36th on those three. But then on 22.b, 
Yannikos came 2,532nd and Alex Gatoulis uh, came eight, uh, 606. So that gap and, there and was like almost 2,000 spots. Something that, that, that... Oh, sorry, man. Carry on. Well, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. I think we, there's a little bit of lag there. Uh, I, I think we sort of preempted there something that uh, is a little bit of an enigma about this this open in that you have that um, uh, that part B for twenty three point two that is just a max lift that and it completely distorts the scores completely. Like you look at the, as an example, like you look at the total number of points that it took to win the Open last year and it's significantly more this year than it was last year because there's so much more spread because you've got people who are able to throw up a really good thruster doing really good, well in one workout and completely distorting the leaderboard for for everyone else. And and I think you, yeah. you can potentially make an argument for 23.2A as well where you had a lot of bottlenecks. Um yeah. causing that as well. well and I'd like to further that point we said in the uh preview of the open is that well Mel Mal's obviously gonna win worldwide and she'll probably literally come well, well I was thinking she should have come like top three and if they're all just like normal Metcons and like it just proved that point about the thruster. She literally went second in twenty three point one, first in twenty three point two A, and in twenty three point three she came sixth. That's a, and but in twenty three point two B she came hundred and seventh in the thruster. Um, so in the quote unquote Metcon slash workouts, she came second, first, sixth, and then in the heavy lift thruster, she came 107th. So that just, uh, yeah, just emphasizes Ben's point that the thruster really does, um, just has a one rep max, well, just a strength test in a, in a three week competition. Um, especially it, it also depends on the field size. Obviously this is the open. So it's literally a, a global field size. It's the biggest one you have in the CrossFit ecosystem. And when you have a test like that, that really throws, a wrench into the overall standings of the leaderboard. Um, obviously, it's far, when it's a smaller field, like at the games, it's 40 people, it's not that detrimental. But yeah, in this setting, it's huge. Um, yeah, it's just no, funny I, just the way how the points shake out. Yeah, and, and I think you can make an argument that if you take out the... Like I'd like to see, and I'm sure somebody has the capability of doing it somewhere, uh, an open leaderboard that is just 23.1, 23.2A, and 23.3. Because I think we can probably make the argument that 23.3 tests strength enough that it's sufficient as a test for strength in itself. 23.2 is a really strong capacity workout. There are obviously separate issues around that with pull-up bar height before I send you off again on your soapbox talking about <laughs> how now we'll get how, josh we'll get josh benison on for that actually <laughs> the giraffe yeah, let's bring the giraffe on to talk about that um well, well, well actually before we go with that we'll big him up because he was salty that apparently i was being too harsh about him uh, last week so we'll skip ahead to a good performance for josh Burniston on this past week's open workout i think he got i can't remember what it was two or three snatches at the 80 bar or was it four yeah. or five so uh, that, three. two two to five three three but that was really good like for him he was pretty happy with that i'm pretty impressed as because i know that when the, the strict hands and push-up standard came out so like, that could be pretty tough um so for him to get through 20 and then also get uh three snatches under that fatigue at that weight that's pretty high up for his percentage work as well that's really good so he was gassed we have a little debrief on his phone call as we usually do on a friday evening um, but yeah, he was fuming two weeks ago, but this week he was much more cheerful. 
But and, well, Josh. And, and I think that sort of points to the contradictions. So you could change the pull-up bar height depending on how tall you were. The 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 line was thirty inches. Yeah, and like, like, if you're a thirty inch line, you're small, but and got like a small. Like that's just um, I can't remember who it was. Someone was saying uh, one of the podcasts, maybe um, might be the training think tank one. I think it was talking about one of the coaches. I think Perrin, one of the coaches there. Mm. She's very small and small arms. And then for her, her she has a push-up. So literally like, she's probably moving ahead about three inches up and down. And yeah. that just because of the way it was set up. And then you compare it to someone who's got like a long wingspan, like a six foot plus guy. Uh, it's just a completely different workout in that sense. But that is CrossFit though. That is what it is. That's like for and, most movements. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's that. my frustration with it is that you have this contradiction between, well, your height plays a difference in how we affect things for 23.2a, but it doesn't play a difference in how we do things 23.3. Yeah, well, that was my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And like uh, my favorite example of this is if you look at uh, the Chaos workout in 2017, where, they, where they're where they doing burpees to... Uh, 2018, but I'll, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. <laughs> Give myself 25 <laughs> lashes now. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Hosking. I'll never let you down again, uh, but I will. Um, the So that, that workout, you've got Matt Fraser working out next to Brent Fikowski. Now, Matt Fraser's official height is five foot six, five foot seven. No, or does he claim five eight? But I think he's five five. Let's be let's be honest. Like, uh, he's not he's not a big guy. And you got Brent Fikowski who's six two, and so like it's burpees to a touch. All Fikowski has to do is just tap tap just above his head, whereas Fraser's jumping up and hitting it. But their burpee their burpee cadence is the same. They're, they're moving at the same speed. And, and it shows that, okay, regardless of what the standard is, people can move at, at those speeds. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll make the argument that they should probably have uh, said that you have to have a fixed height on the pull-up bar. That workout looks yeah, incredibly I thought, different. Yeah, I mean, I thought about a solution to it, but it's hard because then how can you, how can you force that? Because if gyms all around the world have different pull-up bar heights, how can you force some like to change it if they have that exact set standard so well, it, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a minimum height yeah so you can set it's like a minimum height instead of and like i mean a if, if i'm honest target, you and speak then gyms to... can work around that if they're bothered or not if that makes yeah. sense yeah um yeah and but yeah or, or what you do is you speak to rogue and you say right what's probably the average height that you send out a pull-up bar on because rogue like rogue compared to other equipment suppliers has have a lot more options I think if you saw Proven's video, they could literally move it up and down by like a centimeter, if that. Whereas for us at our gym, like it's a little bit more of a bigger jump. You know, you're talking yeah. about a couple of inches um, every time. So, I mean, yeah, like the easiest solution that people point out is you could just use mats underneath a pull-up bar. But we spoke about this over text is that it doesn't really work the same just because it's just more of this performance side, uh, jumping off a mat and landing on a mat. Uh, ties your legs out way more just uh, stabilizing and if you don't believe me go watch training think tanks demo video one of the guys used mats and his quads that she started cramping and i and they put it down to and i would also agree with it that uh just when you're doing 100 plus burpees on soft padding and it's like jumping up and onto sand or whatever it just, it yeah. just takes way more balance way more energy so it is an option to reduce that height but it's just, yeah, it doesn't quite work. And then you need mats that actually going to fit your body right. Because if you have to stack 10 mats, like, you know, seven, eight inches in the air, but then you're doing a burpee onto the mat, your feet dangling off the mat, 
high. It just looks stupid. So I don't think the mat option works out well. So it's tough. It's just like you could do uh, another option was to put a plate underneath, but then you're burping and your face is going to smack into your plate. Then you've got to step and jump onto a plate and then jump up. And then that concentration is taken away from just the effort of churning out burpees. And again, that does add up, even if it's like a second here and there, it makes a difference. So I don't know, it's, I'm still trying to think of like a good solution. But yeah, the best one would be a set-ish height. But then again, some gyms will still be screwed over by that. So it's a tough, it's a tough situation. Yeah. Still good movement, but just in like that competition setting, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, like, again, like a smaller field size would be it'd be fine. I feel it was just a set bar height and... Um, yeah, if it was, it was, and maybe if it was higher, the smaller guys would have to start doing kipping because they have to jump. Their jump wouldn't be uh, like the force of the jump into the bar wouldn't be strong enough to then keep the momentum to pull. They'd have to jump, catch it, then swing. Like imagine Colton Mertens having to jump to I don't know a really high high bar. He would literally he wouldn't be able to with that momentum. You know what I mean? He wouldn't uh, like a strict yeah, yeah, might get difficult yeah, yeah. over a lot of reps. So he'd jump, then go into a kip. I don't know. Um, he's still know. he's still got very short arms. I'm sure the yeah 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 but no i don't know it's, it's tough but yeah it is what it is um yeah I and, still and, keep talking uh, about that workout <laughs> I, uh, no because because I, I i think it sort of feeds into something that we wanted to talk about anyway which is how we think this open was as a set of tests because they're, they're no longer workouts they are now tests and how did you think they stacked up are you happy and, and obviously i'll caveat this by I think it is very difficult for us to uh, take a view on these tests without seeing what is essentially the complete test. Because this is just, for want of a better phrase, it's part A, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't, by... I don't like that. I don't like that argument because the points were set anyway as well. So how can you say this is part of a complete test when literally there's actually no carryover to the next part of the test? Well, there is carryover. Like, um... You make it through to the next test. Yeah, but then it resets. So I wouldn't say this is like, how can you say it's complete? Because if, if you don't get any of these type of workouts again, none of that was part of the next stage. So I'll use myself as an example. I did a right in the open, but what if those tests were, like if they weren't there, then the leaderboard looks different. And then do you say it's not part of a complete test or still a complete test? If that makes sense? I don't know. I just don't like that when people use that uh, phrase. I understand that if like at the games and you're two days in and then it's still two or three days to go and you're like, we haven't seen a complete test yet and the leaderboard isn't like finalized. But I feel like in this situation, this is the, he's had a year to make these workouts. This is the complete test of what he thinks the open should be like. Um, that's but, just my, my view. But I think the, the danger you then have is, and, and this is something we spoke about like, probably in the first week is where the open last year, was all about bounding, right? It had a theme, it had a, and, and that kind of thing. I mean, let, let's be honest, this open had a theme. It was, it was pressing, it was some type of pressing. So that first workout, you had the ring muscle up where the press was probably the limiting factor for the majority of the individuals. And like, I'll be totally honest, this is something I'm just repeating from what Brian Friend, a very good CrossFit analyst has said. Um, part B, the burpee, theoretically it was a press as well as the, th as well as the thruster it was also a press and then you can make the argument that uh, for the final one the well the strict handstand push-up was the limiting factor and the shoulder pressing was a limiting factor so if, if this is how we're doing it and 
every year you're just testing something slightly different and you're testing a different facet of fitness, but just making sure that you're doing overall CrossFit to get better at it, then I, I think it's difficult for us to try and get a complete test within the Open because you only have three or four scored events, really. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. You'll never, you'll never get a complete test. Uh, as in, like, I, I don't agree with your statement saying we need to wait for other workouts uh, down the line to see a complete test. But I wouldn't then also say the open in in it of itself is a complete test. I'd say when I say complete test, I just mean as in like the open's done now, so that testing body is the complete test, not that the workouts in itself made a complete test. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, because like, yeah. we can get into it, and like there was no real short time domain workout. Unless you didn't get through the first six minutes, um, for most people, it wasn't there was nothing sub five minutes. Um, I don't know if you watched Andrew Hiller's video. There was nothing like that classic, you know, the CrossFit pain type yeah. thresholdy workout. Yeah. Like there was no twenty one, eighteen, fifteen, nine, whatever of thrusters and rowing or bar facing burpees and thrusters. You know, just nothing like short and painful, which is fine. It doesn't always have to be like that, and it depends how they want to go through what they want to test. Because as we know, Boz loves gymnastics and. This workout showed that every test had gymnastics, and that was usually the defining bit of most of them. Um, I mean, I, I feel like this, this this open actually literally showed Boz's favorite things: yeah. high skill gymnastics being tested, and then the middle bit. He loves people who can basically have show pure capacity and a lift. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Those like those his, those his two main themes, and they were pretty much the main focus points of this open. So if that carries on, then uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what other tests come out if that's his go to theme. I mean, um, if if I'm honest, and if we can sit here and point out the holes in the testing body that we've had so far, and we are now getting closer to quarterfinals, and we would hazard a guess as to what quarterfinals is going to be, I'm a little bit scared, because I think it's really, really going to hurt. Because um, if we haven't hurt yet, then <laughs> that means the pain, like the, those types of workouts that leave you on the on your back gasping for air are coming and that's uh a little bit terrifying but we'll look forward to that next week in our quarterfinals preview <laughs> yeah i mean i was speaking to that guy I, it could either go well i think it'd be a bit of both i think we could see something some painful things but also if the skill's gonna get harder uh we might see some extra you know jazzed up gymnastic tests nothing too crazy but i wouldn't be surprised if he chucked out wall facing handsome push-ups or some other jump rope thing, or maybe something else on your hands, um, or on the bar. They keep t- they kept teasing pullovers. No one took it seriously, and they didn't come up in the open. But you never know; that could have just be a wink, wink for quarters. Who knows? Or um, ring dips, or something similar to that. Again, or ring dips. Yeah, like you do the muscle up into your ring dip, and just do dips from your rings. Yeah, yeah. that would not be too surprised. Um, but yeah, let's keep going. We literally got that's a massive twenty minute derail, but uh, <laughs> we'll keep going down the European leaderboard. So we'll get get us back on track. So in fourth place, we had Andre Hude, um, <laughs> who's obviously then, he's, he's going team uh, this year. Um, we've got uh, Lucas Heutzer in fifth uh, out of France. Uh, all this Dupiniques in sixth. All this is only twenty five. That's like the dude's been around for ages. That really surprised me. Uh, Willie George in seventh, Luka Dukic um, coming out on top in the Battle of the Dukic Brothers in eighth, uh, Anastas Artemis in Greece, um, and Sam Parkin out of the UK in tenth. And a little shout out to Joshua Sharma in eleventh as well. 
Yeah, and then BKG in 12th. And again, the thruster was just the BKG's downfall from another very high finish on the European leaderboards because, again, he put up very, very solid times in the other three workouts and the thruster just held him back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any other surprises? Just scrolling down the leaderboard. Not too much. Uh, Sam Stewart, quite well, 21. Um, yeah, yeah. I, like he's a, he's a relatively good... Like, if you remember his semi-finals performance last year, his best workout in that semi was... Um, the one that ended with strict handstand push-ups. I think I can't remember. All I remember is him getting to the handstand push-ups and then collapsing on the ground. Um, but that was his best workout at the, at the semi-final. So I think that's a, that's a strong. Did he get super to run. the games through uh, online? Was he going yeah. to twenty? Yeah, I gotta say twenty twenty-one games, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Then he he's been a bit injured though, hasn't he? So yes, I think he's had a couple uh, of shoulder coming issues. Coming back from it, like a shoulder injury. Yeah. And then he's doing team, isn't he? I yeah, think. he's at CrossFit Walleye. With um Phil Hesketh's prepared, uh, Phil Hesketh, Mia Hesketh's prepared program and Joshua Vishtrup as well. So that, that looks like a that was like a very good team in all honesty. Yeah. Um. So he beat out the uh, reigning Dubai Fitness Championship, Fabian Benito. Yeah. Um, in twenty second. Yeah. Dave Schronke, twenty third. That's pretty good. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's strong. Strong solid. performance from David. Uh. Obviously, he's coming back off a knee operation as well. Uh, so good to see him putting up some uh, fairly strong scores. Uh, obviously, the middle two weeks, not great for him. He's not, I think he'd probably be the first to say that he's not ever going to be seen like sort of near the top of the leaderboard for a lifting event. And obviously being a taller and bigger athlete, he was always going to struggle with 2A, um, but did really well on 23.1 and really well on uh, 23.3 point, uh, as well. Getting bang on eleven minutes, which I think is the same score that uh, Reggie got as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think yeah, Reggie got eleven, didn't he? Yeah. Thirty um, first, Dan Tai, up in the UK. Thirty first in Europe, so that's pretty solid. Um, anyone else that stands out in that from top? the UK? Zach George forty eighth, and Harrison Bell in fiftieth as well. Obviously, both of those guys going team. Um, I don't. I, I think Dan Time might be going team as well. I'm not 100 percent sure, uh, but yeah. So out of the what we're we talking about, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven UK athletes in the top 50 in Europe. Uh, four of them are going team, um, which is quite interesting. And that is yeah, a lot. Well, well, actually, one name. Um, sorry, you go. No, no, no. It's cool. You go ahead. Oh, I just want. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name, but in 37th, um, how do you pronounce that? Is it Tig? Tig, 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 Tig Lawless. Lawless. Yeah, yeah. His uh, I I've never like don't know him, but the numbers he's put up in this open specifically have been really impressive. And I think he's I think he's quite young, isn't he? I'm he's 22. Sure he's, uh, yeah, very young, and like his numbers are pretty pretty crazy. So I'd be interested to see if he can. Um, I don't know if he's team or individual, but if he's individual, no reason he can't push on for a. I don't even know he's been to semis before. I've, I've to seen the, him. No, he went to the games as a teenager. Uh, came 14th there in 2018. Um, and then has just been slowly sort of trying to work his way up, I think, uh, to get to be an individual um, and compete there. Yeah. But, yeah. I've, just seen, I've just seen his account on Instagram, to be honest, and he just looked quite good. And then uh, his scores seem to actually back up. That's quite a rarity in these days. Someone's scores actually backing up how good they look on Instagram. Um, <laughs> what 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 a reference? But, uh, any other any anyone else there? No, okay, okay, we'll move on. Oh, no, that's an impressive thing. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so shout out to him. Yeah, I think uh, he... Well, Lazza, where's Lazza? Lazza finished a bit down, uh, 39th. So yeah. probably not his best finish he wanted, but maybe he's just uh, taking the open easy, getting ready for quarters and obviously semis. I think he'll qualify for semis pretty comfortably and then hopefully uh, punch a ticket back to the games. Yeah, I think the, the one thing I'd sort of highlight about this sort of top 50 on the men's side is that if you look at the average age, like we haven't got that many young guys like sort of coming through. I don't know whether that's more to do with the fact that um, because it was a higher skill open, it favoured athletes who'd been doing the sport for a little bit longer. Um, that's like, and, and because it favoured athletes who were stronger, it favoured people who'd been in the sport for a little bit longer as well, who'd been doing it. Um, but it's interesting to sort of see that we, we definitely see that on the women's side where it's, I'd probably say it's a lot easier for younger women to come into the sport and perform quite well because strength as an example elite level strength in women isn't as prevalent as it is in the men i, I think i'm pretty i'm pretty safe into it, sort of making that as that as a statement uh i don't know if you agree or not yeah so my dogs are scratching the door this is uh sorry this is live recording but uh <laughs> i've opened the door for them so maybe two secs <laughs> Um, cause yeah, we've got a lot of guys who are sort of north of 28, 29, 30. Um, and we're not necessarily seeing, uh, you know, the, the 20 year olds, there's a couple of 20 year olds, Stefano Zucciati out of, uh, out of Italy factory CrossFit is 20, uh, Victor Hoffer is one I'll probably call out as well. Um, yeah, who I think we've already referenced on the show. I think he's 19 or 20 as well. Um, and then you've obviously got people like Luka Dukic who are sitting around 24. But that's the sort of, those are the outliers. Everyone else is sort of 29, 27, 28, 29. Um, and if you make the comparison with like football or something, where, which is you expect players to sort of reach their peak around that time. I think that's probably what we're seeing more here. And the peak for women might vary a little bit more. Uh, but I'll do some digging on that and come back to you with some facts and figures as we sort of progress through the season as well. I missed the, the start of whatever um, little tangent you went down when I was opening the door. So I just came back to you talking about uh, the ages or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's basically what it was. Uh, just talking about different cool. ages. Um, should we switch over to right. the women's side on the European? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, don't worry, I'll take pronunciation duties for this one. Uh, Elena Caratala Sanahoya. <laughs> Uh, coming in first. All right. All yeah, right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Elisa Filiano in second. Um, uh, so she obviously made the games last year. I think she was a bit of a surprise to make the games coming out of Sid. Uh, she sort of took that fifth spot that I think everyone kind of expected Catherine to take. Um, so she's done really, really well together. Did she come fourth, actually? That's Sid. Uh, no, she came fifth. My memory was right. Uh, Gabby Magala in third. Manon Anganese uh, pushing for her first games appearance as well in fourth. Emma McQuaid, she's always up there, sitting there in fifth. But the yep. thruster being her best score. That is confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that um, unless she's just had yeah. a very... That's surprising. She's just coming off a very big off-season, um, I'd kind mm -hmm. of assume. Um. Ohana Moya sitting in sixth, Claudia Gluck in seventh, uh, Jacqueline Dahlstrom in eighth, uh, Solvig Sigurdadotter 
in uh, ninth and Ella Vunga in tenth. Uh, so a couple of the program girls uh, in eighth and tenth, and the former program girl in ninth as well, because Sol- uh, Solvik has moved to CrossFit. Yeah, Reykjavik to work under uh, Yami at the training plan as well. So we got uh, Amy Kringle in fourteenth. That's a good effort from her. Uh, we've got Annie Thrustorce in 16th. Not yeah, I'd probably say Annie Collins. 18th. Yeah, Annie's probably a fairly similar score to the others where that, uh, the lift, like, really pulled her yeah. down. It was 642nd. Uh, so she got 642 points for that out of a total of 850 points. So that's, like, pulled her down massively. Uh, 801 in that, um, Snatch one, that is impressive. I wa- I watched that. That's that was cool. madness. Like she was absolutely just pushing the pace there. Um, obviously yeah, there are some really, a lot faster really scores, but yeah, uh, really really good. Um, yeah, and yeah, and you- Helen Connors in eighteenth, and then we had uh, Taylor Howe in twentieth. That's good as well. Gosh, the, the English ladies are um, representing up in the uh, well, just the English, the UK British. ladies are British. Uh, British. <laughs> Are uh, representing up in Europe. Yeah. Sorry, people, it's late. It's 10 o'clock again. I do apologize. <laughs> um, then uh, my pick to win the uh, to win the Open on the European side, Mathilde Garns. Um, eh, I, yeah, I've got no excuse for that. Um, <laughs> she's uh, 789th in the lift. So just sort of confirming what we were talking about earlier. Um, lost all out the UK in 38. Uh, Helen Nutter in 40th out of Blueprint CrossFit. Obviously, we referenced her thruster last week. She's able to back that up with a strong performance in the snatch workout as well. Uh, Mads Harris in 41st. Both of those athletes going team. So Helen Nutter going with Blueprint, I think. And Mads Harris going with CrossFit Aylesbury. Uh, and that rounds out um, the British representation in the top 50. Aoife Burke will reference in uh because obviously she trains at crossfit shape smiths um is uh and is irish as well so strong performance from her yeah should we uh go on to the uk leaderboard then yes do that yeah, yeah. all right we'll just go stay, on, stay on the woman yes or go back to the men up to you stay on the woman yeah we'll stay on the women. keep it easy uh so yeah number one uh, Amy Kringle, I mean, if you listen to our first show, that was our pick. It was between her or Lucy. Obviously, Lucy uh, is out of an injury this season, so not too surprising to see uh, Amy take the win. But to be fair, she, it wasn't easy. You had Helen Collins not too far behind, um, did very well as well. Um, interesting, they literally were match for match on the thruster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it would have come down. It looks like the first workout, and to be fair, the first, Oh uh, no! It was the second workout. Twenty-two, twenty-three point two uh, A was like their separator between Amy and Helena, and only six shuttles. Which I mean, to be fair, six shuttles is I don't know about a good thirty plus at the end of that workout. I suppose when you're running fast, yeah, more thirty-five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, not not much separating them. No. And obviously, a ta- uh, Taylor Howe in third again, very solid. Uh, I think I, I think yeah. I'll, I'll highlight that like, I probably expected her to lift a little bit more on that thrust. I was side. thinking that just 
Yeah, yeah, just seeing a number. I mean, it's still really strong. One ninety pounds. Yeah, is really impressive. But yeah, I thought also maybe a touch more. But you never know. She might have gone for a heavy one and just missed it at the end. Like yeah. I think a lot of people, I know myself, like went for something another. Well, it depends what the jump was, but five to ten more. And I think you either got it or you didn't. And just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. So she probably has more in her. She just might have missed the last one. You, you don't know. Or I, I know she's she had a knee issue prior to Dubai. Um, so that might, I don't want to speculate, but potentially that might have flared back up as well. Um, but then she's, but able. she did very well on that yeah. last one. Yeah. Nine, yeah. 32. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really strong that's form, crazy. So. Gosh, I was, I was only getting through the, I wasn't even done through the hands and pushups at 9.32 on the, on that, and, the last round. And my workout was definitely done at 9.32. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's really impressive. Yeah, so we've um, already... Yeah, we've, fourth we had... Oh, you go, you go. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we've already referenced Lauren Stallwood, Helen Nutter and Matt Harris. Um, Georgia Davenport in seventh. Uh, I think CrossFit Rotherham are putting team together. So I think she'll be going team. Uh, Jennifer Moore in eighth as well. It's uh, pretty solid performance. Evie Hollis in ninth out across at CrossFit Yaz. Uh, and Janie Garrett uh, came in 10th um, mm. for the women overall uh, in the UK. Yeah, and to well. be fair, based off uh, last year, these ladies, I'll definitely keep an out, eye out for them because obviously a few of them are going team and then the rest definitely probably have a good chance of uh, qualifying for individual semis just based off the representation we had last year. Um, quite a few of the top 10 um, got in um to semis so yeah keep out keep, keep a look out for these ladies um anyone <coughs> else that's a uh, georgia smith ball in 13th that's quite a good finish yeah um that's pretty solid yeah um, and then uh justine kasheva i'm gonna go with uh in 15th at 21 that's a really strong performance for somebody uh that that early on i would say um mm. So that's interesting to sort of see how she's going to develop going forward. Because um, I, I saw a stat, I think, across at Silverton. Well, we referenced, I keep thinking that we've released that episode. We never released that episode uh, talking about Sid and how great motion across at Silverton were there. Uh, and they've carried that through. I think they had 28 athletes qualify for quarterfinals individually. Uh, and three or four teams, I think, as well. Uh, let me just double check that. But that is well, while you do that, I'll uh, keep going down the leaderboard. Yeah. Um we had one surprise, Hannah Phipson in thirtieth. Um uh, for those who listened to think last week, she also made it to semis as an individual last year. So a bit surprised at her like lowish finish, I suppose, overall in the UK. But you never know. Again, she might be taking the open quote unquote easy and just getting ready for quarters and uh she might put up a big performance there. But that was interesting that she's only in thirtieth. Um, anyone else in that top 50 that's surprising well Sam Briggs still repping strong 40 seconds um, but I mean how old is Sam Briggs now she's in her 40s isn't she yeah 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 so yeah very impressive still going very strong I'm just looking at scores I mean two yeah, when she started when she got sixth two five eight <laughs> in the first one that's ridiculous that is so good um and then again, like even for Sam Briggs, it was just a lift that really cost her like 156 pounds. Just I think that's the lowest lift in the whole top 50. I think looking mm-hmm. at the boards with a quick scan. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, it was. Too- oh, I it just was- look scoring up. Uh, 
it was some lady called is it Charlie Dickinson, two hundred and one pounds on the thruster. That's that big. big. Very big indeed. Sorry, I think, you were saying. I, yeah, I think Motion only got two teams through. Um, so I take it back. Sorry for overestimating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a strong collection, and and I think I something you always see with quarterfinals is I say always we've only had it for two years but the type of tests that we see do tend to impact things a lot more um, to be enti- being entirely honest so I think it is going to be very interesting to see what type of tests we get through uh, as well yeah right should we go on to the UK men yeah I think we've already referenced the top seven so obviously uh, we referenced them because they were in the top 50 in Europe so Reggie, Sam, Joshua Sharma, David Shrunky, Dan Tai, Zach George, Harrison Bell. Uh, then it's James Strodrick uh, in eighth, uh, James St. Ledger in ninth at the ripe old age of 39. Um, I think he went, he went to regionals back in the day in 2018. So that's big from him. Uh, last year's Open winner, Connor Pennington, um, getting two snatches on the in the final... Uh, on the final bar in 23.3 with a tie break of 615 615 <laughs> I want to I I see that video <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous that's mad and he only got well either he just accepted he didn't have um well saying he doesn't have the strength he's still got uh how many statues to get two so don't think he has it maybe he just didn't expect to get that many anyway so he just thought i'll just get best tie break time possible yeah maybe get one snatch at the hundred and then a bonus maybe the two is like a bonus for him maybe he just thought yeah. i'll just get one i'll be happy and then he got the other one um but yeah, that is quite crazy because he probably would have unless he just blew up as well you never know he might have uh, on the second round of the 20 strict um he might have started feeling it as well so who knows but yeah that's a ridiculous tie break time to then not actually finish the workout yeah um yeah and then 11th we had thomas wilson 12th with stephen fawcett um making a master's push 15 this year maybe <laughs> what steve maybe maybe i don't know yeah. that'd be quite cool yeah most definitely um uh go against froning <laughs> yeah indeed. Froning does it indeed if i was listening to the savon podcast earlier and froning just so um and ah he doesn't even know if he's doing it or not yet he wasn't even he was tempted not even to do um the second workout of this open he said he left it till monday seriously and he only really did it because Guy and um one of the other guys were redoing it he saw i just was jumping and do it with them yeah so he doesn't know he doesn't know if he's gonna do right. it he's gonna keep doing like he says he still trains as much as he was when he was like quote-unquote competing yeah um but he just doesn't uh, know if he's going to actually compete at the games in the Masters just because well, he's saying more to with his family apparently that summertime is like his holiday time for his kids and he doesn't know if he wants to sacrifice that uh, this year for it so don't know, fair very fair enough I'll say about it yeah. um, Tom Kingdon in 16th he's a young lad he's in like 21 yeah I was going to say so, like between 16th 17th 18th you've got Tom Kingdon Taz Nadim and Toby Buckland who are 21 yeah, 23 true. and 24 respectively um, yeah so who are all there you go there's some young guys you were asking for back in week one where are the young people I mean still not in the top 10 but we're, we're climbing up <laughs> the, the open doesn't matter though does it maybe they're saving it for quarters maybe maybe um, anyone else oh, did Taz only had... wow uh, so T- Taz is sort of known as like a big lifter. So uh, he got two hundred and sixty-seven pounds on yeah. on that one, and that was his. 
he did significantly better on the first two. So he might have sent it on those first two. That's really good going for him. Mm. Um, here we go. We've got Jamie Lowry, 24th. Uh, yeah. Team, teammate Owen Robson, 26th as well. Uh, 26th. So excited and to see what they can do. And then your boy wedged in between them. The <laughs> oh, so, so, no, no. There's, there's nobody in 25th that we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's young, young Matthew Hosking, also twenty four. So you know, maybe I should put maybe my I don't have a profile pic on it. Maybe I should put it as, a, as the podcast logo. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Nice if you did yeah, some promo for good. us. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of the gym, I've been told that because uh, obviously I just eat a lot of tuna at lunch and then a lot of mints for dinner. So they're saying just Photoshop like some weird tuna copy and pasted on top of some mints. <laughs> just put that as a profile picture. <laughs> Oh, that would be very elite. Very elite. Um, but yeah, um, not too I mean, yeah, so. uh Like, talking about sort of uh, surprises we'll go with, um, Harry Lightfoot in is down in 37th. I, he did very well on week one. So he got uh, six. He got back to the toaster bar. If we can all get up, take our minds back to, to what that workout was. Um, and finished the final workout in 1037. Uh, and then got 150 reps on the burpee pull ups in 23.2A. Mm. Uh, and they had a fairly decent lift, 293 pounds. Uh, that put in 426. So that the burpee pull up one just completely. And, and, and this is a thing. And this is where I, where we sort of touch on what we were saying earlier about how it's a little bit frustrating when we don't know what the what the limiter is there for people like is it the fact that they didn't have they weren't able to change the bar height to one that worked for them or if it was yeah. limitation in uh like their gym setup as an example it's something that you referenced as well yeah well he got so 9207th in that workout with 150 and someone who got 157 uh, is 3,500. So he's literally lost 5,500 spots pretty much um, from seven burpees short of someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's mad. Absolutely mad. Or, well, five burpees and two shuttles, yeah. whatever it was. Um, but yeah, not a lot and that massive drop off. But I think we spoke about that, how um, I think at quarters, was it last year? I think it was the shuttle run, Wobble Rope Climb ones, the one that cost him. Yeah quite badly and like his well i think he was had a good chance of getting to semis if he did well in that workout and i think that one um like didn't go great and that's what uh really threw him down the leaderboard in terms of overall points mm. so maybe shuttle runs are just uh maybe that maybe the shuttle runs compounded with the burpee pull-up standard but if he's training at um doesn't he train at aod's gym like their home base gym not sure like blueprint or something no he's he did all the open workouts across at kerner Oh, uh, okay. I think is he isn't he an AOD athlete though? Could be. Um, I swear he is. But anyway, um, I was just thinking because if if he was doing it at their gym, I feel like they would be a type of gym that would adjust the pull up bars to yeah, like, yeah. make every advantage. Yeah. But um, yeah. Then we got other well, other surprise like Tom Watson down thirty ninth. Quite surprising because he took third at Euros, Euro Champs um, back in August. Yeah, but so he's thought, he's another one where you look at that thruster weight. And that's pulled yeah, like that's, absolutely that's eighty percent of his overall score, which is huge. Um, yeah. One, I then did... I have to go back and see what the Euro leaderboard was on that clean ladder then, because if his thrust yeah. is only two forty five, 
then he still came third at Euros, so he must have done all half all right at the um, clean Thank ladder. You. Yeah. Um, the one I would like to call out is Oleg Lysenko. Um, so 11,969 total points. 11,383 of those coming from the thruster. Like, it, <laughs> uh, he came uh, 62nd. I think this is worldwide. Uh, he got 17 toes to bar in the first workout. He got six rounds plus 15 burpee pull-ups. So that's in the round of 35, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, sorry, I sort of zoned out, I'm not going to lie. So what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? We, we won't give Oleg the time of day. It's all good. It's all good. I was just saying that Oleg did well. All right. I, know, I heard that bit. I got up to the bit that it was a thrust of that um, basically just destroyed his overall yeah, ranking. Yeah, yeah, and he did he did very well in the burpee pull-up one where he got 180 reps there. Yeah, uh, that's good, and, yeah. and then he finished the final workout in 11.40 as well, so that's really good for him. But yeah, it was just the thruster that pulled him down. Um, but yeah, that's the... That's probably all I wanted to highlight on the men's side. Should we dive yeah. into and see which teams made uh, quarterfinals? Yep, go for it. So uh, to, to give a sort of overview of how the team side of things work. So the top 25% of teams that register get to go through to quarterfinals. For us uh, in Europe, that happens to be 69 total teams. That then means that 40 teams get through to semi-finals. So if you make it through to quarterfinals, you have a fairly strong chance of then making it through to semi-finals, particularly when we look at the... Uh, if we have a look at um, some of the athletes that have been put onto rosters. So if you take a look at who's in first, CrossFit Zara Uts training cult, uh, who are using Fabian Benito, Anya Lakai, and Oihana Moya as their, who are, who are all, we, we've already spoken about, as they're all sort of top 10 in Europe. And we would assume they're going individually. Uh, so you get people like that who utilize their scores to help solidify they can get through to, to quarterfinals. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit... So obviously you needed to make it through in the top 69. So I haven't actually had a chance to look through this. So let's see who from the UK made it through. Uh, so CrossFit Lake... Crooked Lake CrossFit, uh, EST28, um, made it through in fifth. Uh, Mickey Smith and Emma McQuaid both on that roster. Uh, scrolling down to 11th, CrossFit Rotherham made it through as well. Moritz Neumann, Dan Tai, Taz Nadim on there as well, with Saf Goddard and Georgia Davenport. Um, that's a f looks like a fairly strong team. CrossFit Aylesbury coming in in 16th. Uh, so that's Jamie Lowry, Matt Harris, Charlotte Spence, and I think Owen Roberts is going to be their fourth, uh, their second guy. Um, and there are an awful lot of Danish teams. And now we come up. Uh, Servitor Motion. So that's Tom Watson, Harrison Bell, Grace Lilly, and Karis Webster. Um, Blueprint, CrossFit Team AOD, who've made it to the games before and were in position to make the games last year, but unfortunately didn't make it through due to injury. CrossFit Bladen in 33rd have made it through. CrossFit BFG Team Training made it through in the 34th. Um, a 30, 
A365 CrossFit Shoreditch have made it through as well. Um, they've got a UK flag. Uh, CrossFit 13, the training design, have made it through as well. They had a decent showing at Sid this year, so nice they've been able to carry that through uh, to a team for the uh, through to quarterfinals as well. And let's have another look. CrossFit with them. Um, always have some of the top number of participants in the Open from the UK. Uh, so really good to see them put a team in as well. They they landed 56th. Danum CrossFit in 58th. Surbiton putting in their second team. Uh, CrossFit Surbiton Motion Colony making it through in 60th. And two more teams, CrossFit St. Andrews making it through. And West Leeds CrossFit Shire Fit making it through in 67th. A um, couple of teams just missing out uh, from the UK as well. But the majority, like obviously the top 40 go through. And with team members changing around and stuff, like it'll be interesting to see how many teams we actually get headed to Berlin uh, for semifinals. And obviously team quarterfinals are a couple of weeks after. And really helpfully, uh, I think they get released on a Wednesday. Uh, and so you have two windows to do it, Wednesday till Thursday and Thursday till Friday. So that's very accessible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, it wouldn't be CrossFit if it wasn't, if, if, it, were, like, if it was easy, really, would it? I, lo- I love like, their assumption. Possible. I love their assumption that all the team athletes are professionals and can just fit in, fight. I think I, th- th- I think they're all professionals. <laughs> Believe me, Honestly, I people, uh, people just yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's just it's literally just as we say we joke about it, but it is kind of true. They just set it up for America and for like literally the top ten people, and it's just like there you go. <laughs> Everyone else, good luck. <laughs> it's uh, true uh, though. It's like um, Matthew Hosking has become salty. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's just true. But it's funny. Yeah. But it's like I yeah, feel. Yeah. Um, but at the same time. It, like it's just a, it's a sport at the end of the day, so you can't expect all the rules to bend over backwards to suit your personal needs. Like there's people who complain about the um, when it comes to quarters about the timing windows, and like the people who like do shift work and things. It's like, well, I mean, like I'm sorry, but it's a sport, and we've got to like get like the top people to the next stage somehow. I'm sorry, it doesn't fit into your schedule that you're going to come like you know I don't know whatever like a thousandth or something. And it's just like. Can you People stop? Just, can you yeah. stop? Can you stop revealing the person, the private conversations that we have, please? Like, <laughs> what? That's not aimed at anyone. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying it might be aimed at me, and I'm just like, like it's definitely That's something that I would consider. Yeah, it's definitely something I would consider saying. Um, oh, but take yeah. it back if you, if you thought it was aimed at you. No, I'm definitely not coming one uh, thousandth as well. Um, well, fighting talk. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because I qualified in five thousand. So if I come a thousand, oh, okay. I'm going to be really <laughs> impressed with how I've done. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the uh, pretty much the gist of the leaderboards in the Europe and uh, UK scene. Um, I mean, we touched on a bit of it for a few. We got a bit derailed and talked about the overall test. But you've got any other thoughts? Um, just about the last few weeks. Any uh, anything about the workouts or just anything in general, really? Anything about what went on? Um, I think I'm I'm sort of, and I know you you don't like this, but I I'm excited to see CrossFit programming the whole thing. 
and we're not having different people doing different things across different weeks and it be a little bit more complex um that's what i'm really excited to see going forward uh, i think it's a and, and i think now to, to be honest now that the open's over we've just seen uh sid release their uk champs registration uh is going live this friday i'm excited to see that more than anything uh because i think that's going to be a really good local competition sid's always incredibly well run uh so i'm excited to see that i'm excited to see what else happens on the uk scene this year um so i'm lo- I'm looking forward to us sitting down mapping that out in a calendar and sort of perhaps making some suggestions to people for if they want to you know scratch if if they've enjoyed the open and they want to scratch that competitive itch that we can point them in the right direction for competitions that that work for them um and try and tier it so that you know relevant to your level um that's uh here's a competition that we probably suggest that you do uh so well, let's saying that yeah well there's a few coming up that are before the uk champ so there's Ooh. um there's a pairs competition battle middle ground i believe it's called march ish mayhem because it's actually in april um i don't know if all well there were qualifiers for like the rx slash like the elite fields but i think there's still automatic signups for a few spots left in the i think it's like the intermediate um it's a pairs competition so if you're interested in that type of stuff we'll look into it get a buddy go throw down and then there's also battle the ground running the individual event which is in june late june called ragnarok and again that's got all divisions for all abilities um, there's qualifiers for uh, there might be qualifiers actually for the like intermediate level as well um, not 100% sure what there might be um, and again uh, the signups for that obviously haven't closed because the qualifiers are only in April so we're looking to that it's a good good event um, what else is there in the short term up until that point well, there's turf if you're not uh, I think the signups are probably done for that that's in July um, just before UK champs and Anything else? I mean, there's probably like, you know, smaller events dotted around everywhere, really. There's always yeah. like little throwdowns. Yeah, like what I tend to find quite useful is just going on something like Competition Corner or Team Aratus. Yeah. Um, yeah. are, are there any others? And just searching through those, like they've got dates that you can filter by and types of competition you can filter by as well, which is always quite useful. Um, so if you, if you want to sort of peak for something on a particular... You know, so you you want to give yourself like a summer target to make sure that you can stay committed to something over the next couple of months, then uh, probably have a look at that and um, get some uh, get some planning in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on? No. Uh, I'm excited. The open is over. I've enjoyed it. It's reinvigorated my competitive spirit, as I just touched on there. And I am excited to see what quarterfinals holds. Uh, And we will touch on what we think that is going to be, hopefully in the early part of next week. Uh, So we'll record something then. Um, And we'll speak to you then. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I think we're going to do a preview episode for quarters. So we were talking before, we don't know when the floor plans are going to come out, but if we get them before, we'll try to deduce from some pictures and create some uh, crazy workouts. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think the tests are going to be quite different this year compared to the last two years, which will be fun. Um, get a new bit of equipment in there, hopefully. Maybe a heavy dumbbell, heavy kettlebell that's been teased. Maybe one of them, maybe both of them. Maybe neither. Maybe they just said, well, actually, it's got just, just for the age groups, but I'll be shocked if we don't see at least one of them. 
Um, but yeah, that's it really. So yeah. See you guys next Bye-bye. week.